0: Short talks. The Barbara Love. My name is Jessica Trainer. I'm a poet from Dublin and I'm going to read you a poem from my new book, The Quick. Calais. They came back, you know, the children of Hamlin, miles from where they disappeared with the worn air of those who'd walked too long, whose limbs had knit to rope from hunger and great distance. At first we caught glimpses, a face at the crowd's edge, a figure at the campfire standing just beyond the reach of light, done rags in the ranks of knock-off western sportswear. And when we tried to catch them, a strange thing happened. The faces in the crowd merged until the migrants began to look just like the children. Wolf-like, hollowed, their eyes all making the same accusation. When the camp went up in flames, we saw them clearly, standing grouped among the burning tents. Their revenant gaze, their question, where is home? I've been really interested in the in the Hamelin myth. It's one of the ones that's really stuck with me, because um, I think there's a lot in it about this kind of primal fear of the lost child, um, and also this kind of primal fear of, I mean, the rats in it, you know, of being overrun and overcome. So in a way, that's kind of two of mankind's primal fears set set up together, conflated. The threat of being overrun by, you know, and I'm you know being quite literal about it, but foreign incumbents. Um, something negative coming in from outside and destroying your way of life Um, and then paired with this kind of Faustian pact where you then lose all of your children. So I'm really interested in that especially around things like questions of migration and this terrible fear that seems to be part of the human race of of the other coming in. Um, But I also, you know, I've just been kind of devastated over and over again by what's been happening in the Mediterranean and you know I recently saw a tweet the other day about um, and I even find this difficult to talk about but there was a 14 year old boy who drowned in the Mediterranean and his school report was found among his person you know his really good school report because he just wanted to show you know what a good boy he was and how he could contribute and I thought you know what, that made me realise that we are the monsters. You know, if you're talking about the fairy tale, we are the monsters. Can you imagine if somebody were to try and write something allegorical the way a fairy tale is about this situation? It would have dangerous pied pipers. It would have ogres and castles. It would have terrifying walls. Um, and, and I am constantly kind of um, uh, just baffled and terrified by the fact that we are living in the middle of of this you know, war zone of human attrition and that we are able to find ways to justify it because we often think and I think in if you've, a, you know, in the kind of neoliberal worldview that history is something that moves on in a very neat and tidy fashion. Um, and, and actually, I think at the moment, our own uh, worse human nature is is being presented to us again, uh, much the way it was in the Second World War. And it feels very much like we're on the brink of something Uh, really terrible Um, and and I suppose that the the, the impetus for the poem came from all of those ideas kind of coming together in, in the wake of what happened at Calais with the burning of the jungle Would people be as afraid themselves if it wasn't just for all these media reports and for politicians stirring it up yeah, I mean, I think that we're all afraid all the time. And I do think, you know, that I, there's there's a part of me that empathizes with those fears because I think it's often the most vulnerable people in society who have their fears played upon. It's the people who feel that they are already marginalized. Um, and then, you know, this notion comes that somebody else is going to be given something that they have been denied. So you can absolutely understand where the fear comes from. But I mean, especially around Brexit and that that hideous breaking point poster um that I think floored a number of us, which was this big kind of billboard poster that um, I don't know whether it was Nigel Farage's party, but it was just this image of a stream of people. You know, it looked like an invasion. And um, so visually. That idea has definitely been propagated uh, in people's minds, and and even if they haven't engaged with it, these things have a, a an operative effect on your subconscious, and um, and and they are absorbed on some level. Um, And it's just that the greatest fear in the world, you know, if you go back to kind of early literature and the literature of the wandering Jew and this notion of people without a place or without a a kind of um, a loyalty system to a king that you can identify with. You know, these people without borders, without a nation, if you think about the way the Roma have been treated historically, about how Irish travellers have been treated historically with this great sense of mistrust. And, you know, all of these things seem to seem to stem from a kind of a feudal medieval history history that that's so long ago in the past and yet is still kind of embedded in the way we think about life and the way people should live we still have direct provision which is just going to be one of those utter shames and I read another poem last night about um the Artane Boys Industrial Band or the, the, the Artane Boys Band um, connected to the industrial school and I'd been asking my dad, you know, not in an accusing way, but just, you know, as a child, what did you know about the industrial schools? And and he'd been talking really about that there was a sense that, you know, it was a terrible place, you didn't want to end up and you would be threatened with it if you misbehaved, you know, you'll end up in the industrial school. So there was a sense that people knew that it was not a place that you would ever want to be. You know, we we do spend a lot of time kind of saying, well, people didn't know about the Magdalen Laundries and they didn't know about the mother and baby homes and they didn't know about the industrial schools. But we all know about direct provision and that we can all find the information is at our fingertips. So how do we justify ourselves as a society um, in in kind of continuing something that has been over and over again called a, a serious breach of human rights? Da used to swing me over the turnstile to see the Dublin matches I remember the sight of my own legs dangling I'd never see much of the game what's left is the smell of men their coats steaming rain and beer being hoisted by my ribs above the crowd the pitch spread out green and vast the distance of it and every half-time the band playing on the field Their music rising and falling With the seaweed stink that rushed in from the bay There's the lads, Da would say And he'd wag his finger in a warning That told me these matchstick boys Made music because they were outlaws Each cymbal clash, a cry of Mea culpa and I imagined myself out there with them in this rainy coliseum with my dad as emperor, giving the thumbs down, shaking his head for the loss of his son to that criminal gang, the bold boys of the Artane band Thank you, Thank you so much Short talks with Barbara Flood.